Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I have survived the embarrassment and lived to host another show. I was bold. I shared the photo of my epic baking fail on Twitter. I haven't put it up yet on Facebook. I thought maybe producer Jay would do it himself, but he hasn't, so... <laughs> I think he was trying to spare me some humiliation, but it's it's time. So producer Jay will share it on Facebook, but I, I at least survived 20 hours ago, roughly, maybe 18 hours ago. I decided I would be bold. I would be brave. I would share the photo of the burned up, scarred and charred walnut crunch pumpkin pie that I baked and then flame broiled (laughs) the day before Thanksgiving or two days before Thanksgiving. So you all heard the story. My goodness. I got your tweets and your Facebook messages all day long. Not that I was awake all day long, but I was awake too much of the day. Anyway, at the risk of my baking reputation, I did share the photo with you and actually it kind of looks like an abstract art project. Jay, what did you just make that face at me for? I said that yesterday, I think. that It looks like some sort of art I could put on my wall. Sweet. Well, uh, I'll try to do it again for you, except for I really don't relish having another fire in my oven. One man responded with no fires before the wedding. And I was like, amen, brother. No fires before the wedding. We can't have any more fires for three weeks. Like for right now, I'm on a a three-week hiatus from dessert. I'm just just to make sure that I look good in my wedding dress, I'm I'm going three weeks, no desserts. So how about three weeks, no fires in the oven? I, I feel like that's not too much to ask. You could try. I think we can I, do it. I can do, we can do that. I'll help. I, I like it. Thank you, Jay. Uh, Jay will eat whatever I burn up. I didn't save you any of the scarred and charred pie. I, I chucked it after I tried a little bit just to see what the flavor was like. I am happy you got a little bit to try some at least. (laughs) Do you know those desserts where they take the ice cream and they dip it into chocolate and it hardens? Yes. So that's kind of what the top of the pie was like. It was a hardened shell and you had to poke, actually you had to pound the spoon through the top of the pie and then you could kind of taste the filling underneath. But it ultimately, except for a few scoops in the middle, it really did taste burnt, like burnt toast or burnt popcorn. Oh, that's the worst. What are the worst foods when you burn them? Steak. 
Oh, steak's pretty bad. Oh right? man, and popcorn though is just so deflating because you were so excited to eat the right. popcorn, and because it smells so badly. Oh, the worst. Right. So, will you share the photo array on our Facebook page? Yeah. So, I, I survived the humiliation and my damaged and scarred and charred baking reputation. But I did want to share with you just so you have some encouragement. A. Even I set my oven on fire at least once. Actually, this is the second time, but the first time wasn't about pie. It was about chips that I left in the oven when I started it. We'll, we'll never speak of that again. Walnut crunch pumpkin pie. It turned out perfectly the second time. It was very good. I didn't bring the leftover pieces for Jay yet, but I will uh, because I want him to taste it the second attempt. But the first attempt caught on fire in the oven. All that to say it was an epic fail. But it was not the end of me. It did not take me down. Nope. If at first you don't succeed. I have so many cliches going through my head right now. If at first you don't succeed, try. Try again. Uh, But also, failure. It's really the catalyst and the spark for genius. (laughs) The second pie was genius. (laughs) Also, I dared not turn the broiler on it again. Instead, I baked it a different way. That was genius. Well, it was, except it didn't quite look the way that I wanted it to. Um, But it was really tasty. My friend, Jasmine, who invited herself to Thanksgiving dinner, said this to me. Now, she doesn't eat sweets. But when she tried the pie, and we did have Cool Whip on top. When she tried the pie, she said, this is annoyingly good. And then ate the whole piece. So I was happy with that. I can't wait for you to try it, Jay. That's a good compliment. It is. It was a really good compliment because typically she does not eat desserts. Then she said to me, I only eat desserts when I'm with you. (laughs) Another good compliment. (laughs) Except for the next three weeks, no desserts. So I hope that you survived your Tuesday with no fires in the oven, no scarred and charred pumpkin pies. I actually just finished my Thanksgiving leftovers on Tuesday. I finished the last of the turkey. Well, not the pie. There's pie in the freezer. But I finished the last of the potatoes on Monday, the last of the turkey on Tuesday. And it's only, could you imagine if I was one of these people? It's only lettuce from now until the wedding. (laughs) That's so not. I did have eggs for breakfast and for, for lunch. No, no, I'm sorry. Eggs for breakfast and dinner. Do you guys like breakfast for dinner? So good. Eggs are good. It was just, it was quick. I had a really busy evening, and so this was the quickest thing I could come up with. Uh, so, yeah, I promise I'm not going to eat like a rabbit from now until the wedding because that I would be really hungry and cranky. I'd be hangry, actually, and that's not what any bride needs to be is hangry. What are the chances? You know me, Jay. My stomach growls massively when I get hungry. What are the chances that I don't eat I forget to eat or I don't eat enough on, because our our wedding is at 3.30 in the afternoon. So if I kind of skip lunch because I'm getting my hair and makeup done and I don't eat, and then once you have your makeup done, you really, I can't be like stuffing my face after that. But what happens if my stomach starts growling during the wedding ceremony? Just kind of like put everyone in a timeout. Like, guys, wait, I need two more minutes. I just got to run real quick. No, no, I mean like once we're already up in front of the pastor and we're maybe right in the middle of saying vows. Fantastic. That would be so me. It would be so me. Will there be a microphone? Mm, There's really good acoustics in the chapel where we're getting married, so I don't know. There might be because it's on video. We are doing a videographer, Mm. just raw footage, not anything produced. We just have someone who's recording it. 
but there might be. There, There isn't a sound system in the chapel, uh, but we do have a man who's setting up. He's the DJ for the reception, but he's also doing the music for the ceremony. So, yeah, there could be a mic. So as Bob is giving his vows, you just kind of hear. Uh, that could happen. <laughs> That'd be my response to his vows. Uh-oh. Here's what my stomach thinks of you. <laughs> It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. There's always the chance. There's always the chance my stomach will growl. Uh, We have got your favorite element of the entire week. It's Ask Amy Anything. And we'll give you a couple of hours more to post your questions. Send them to our show Twitter, After Hours CBS. Look for the bright orange box. You can also send them to our Facebook page where, yes, you're flocking even now to see the photo of the scarred and charred and and uh, completely unedible pie, uh, just to, to prove to you that I'm bold and I'm brave and I will show you even my biggest fails. Well, I mean, you hear them on the air all the time, so I, <laughs> I really can't hide. Anyway, Ask Amy Anything, and then Ask Amy Walks Down the Aisle. We're recording another video version, last video version of Ask Amy for 2023. Jay and I will be doing it on Thursday afternoon. It'll be available by the weekend. It's combination holiday and ask Amy walks down the aisle because there's still questions coming in. (laughs) However, I did answer one of your biggest questions, most often repeated questions in my latest blog post. So if you haven't seen it, uh, it's, it's up on both Twitter and Facebook as well. See, I, I keep you guys in the loop as best I can. I even share photos of very ugly pies. <laughs> um, I'll retweet actually the link to the blog so you can get it in there as well. But yeah, check out our goodies on Twitter and Facebook. Send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. And then looking ahead to the weekend, Jay, because, well, he'll have to take a break from watching season two of The Clone Wars because right now that's uh, the season he's in. I've gotten Jay hooked on Clone Wars. I'm very proud of myself. Of all of my accomplishments in 2023, uh Planning a wedding from long distance in under six months. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, hiking the Grand Canyon. Oh, no, sorry, Jay. You're behind hiking the Grand Canyon. Uh, getting myself eligible for TSA pre-check might be my my most. <laughs> the fact I'm even in contention with these amazing yeah. things is. Uh, uh, what else? Oh, teaching my first class at Syracuse. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. That was that was also impressive. Um, just a really cool new part of my life. But I would say I would say that most impressive would be the fact that uh what I don't even remember what it was. What's my accomplishment? That I'm watching the Clone Wars. Oh, that you're watching the Clone Wars. Yes. See, that's how that's how impressive and impactful it was. <laughs> I forgot three minutes later. <laughs> I'm really having an impact on your life. Oh man. It, you guys, it's one of those days where I didn't sleep much, and so my brain is a fog of information. Meaning it's all kind of foggy up in there. Up in here. So send your questions again to our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or our Facebook page. I'm not really sure why I got this tweet, but I'm going to read it just so people. Maybe it's because this particular listener believes that we need to explain what hangry is. He just wrote and he said, hungry and angry is hangry. Yes. 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 Thank you. Correct. (laughs) Yes. I love people. All right. Good. Glad we got that settled. <laughs> Phew. <laughs> also, when I'm tired, things that are really not that funny most of the time become extremely amusing to me. But thank you. 
So, whatever. Ask Amy anything. Ask Amy walks down the aisle. All that stuff. Uh, we have so much for this edition of the show that I really shouldn't be taking the time to to laugh or chortle or share jokes or anything else. Uh, we've got a brand new Hall of Famer on this edition of After Hours. This is super cool. You're going to love this conversation. And the reason I know that is because I already recorded it. Uh, we will make concessions for Hall of Famers. And so I did talk to longtime Seahawks wide receiver Steve Largent earlier on Tuesday. He's awesome. Uh, he's obviously went on to a very successful second career as a congressman representing the state of Oklahoma, and he's still living in Tulsa. And so through our connection with Gridiron Greats, as well as Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds, we were able to connect with Steve, and you're going to love it. Uh, I asked him whether or not a wide receiver can be an NFL MVP. I also asked him about playing in the elements because friends of mine had two inches of snow in Oklahoma over the weekend. I was very jealous. Oh, my gosh. It snowed in my neighborhood on Tuesday. Producer Jay, it was snowing so hard. It was funny because on the one side of the town, it was sunny. And then I went to the other side of the town to the post office, and it was dark, and it was snowing. It was amazing. First snow, November 28th, 2023. Real snow? snow No, it was actually snowing, like, really hard. Uh, And I had a little bit of snow in my backyard. So the very, just a very light coating of snow in my backyard. Uh, But I have, because we're upgrading to a new shed, my belongings from the shed are under a tarp on my patio. The tarp had snow on it. Wow. Yeah, and so I took a picture and sent it to Bob, and his response was, that's as pathetic as as Texas snow. And I was like, okay, you big fat jerk. <laughs> it was, It's first of all, it's November. Yeah, it's and second one. of all, it was just flurries, but it was cold enough to stick. It was wind chills in the teens in my neighborhood all day. It was cold on Tuesday. Does it snow in Houston year-round? Actually, I don't know. Did you just say year-round? I didn't round? mean year-round. I meant every year. Didn't mean no, year-round. No, it very rarely snows. Right, I thought so. So maybe he just doesn't get, like, the They don't first even snow. have hard freeze half the time. Right, how exciting to always see the first snow of the season. Well, there's something to pretty it. soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, the wind chills were in the teens most of the day. It was really cold. Meanwhile, the dog, she gets slower and slower by the day. She just loves the cold. It's her favorite thing. So, yes, winter has arrived, not officially yet, not for a couple more weeks, but it was the first snow in New Jersey. It was awesome. If you haven't yet voted for the TD of the week, you can do that. The poll is still ongoing for a couple more hours. And as I say, your chance to ask Amy anything and see photos of my most epic baking fail. Steve Largent on the show. Awesome stuff. We've also got David Tepper, who explains... Not really. Why he fired Frank Reich. And he does respond to questions about Bryce Young. Tepper's record as the owner of the Panthers is 30 and 63. But more telling is this. Well, the number of quarterbacks he's had is is also telling. But he's now fired his third coach in season. I had forgotten that Ron Rivera was also fired before the season was done. I looked it up. It was 12 games, I think. So 13 weeks into the season, he got fired. So now in his tenure as owner, 
He's not even owned the team for 100 games. And he's already fired three coaches in season. That's some kind of a track record. What are you, George Steinbrenner? I mean, he at least had championships to say this is our standard. But at 1-10, in David Tepper felt the need to make a change. He doesn't really explain it. Unfortunately, he actually doesn't explain it. Also on this edition of the show, Tiger Woods resurfaces. Wow, wasn't expecting that, but at the Hero World Challenge. Of course, his health is always a question. This will be his first match since the Masters last spring. And first time that he's really spoken out about the merger. It's a sham, you guys. It was all a sham. It was just about money changing hands. There really is no merger between Liv and the PGA. Hit Liv. (laughs) Uh, It's really much ado about nothing. But by far, none of these is the most bizarre story from the sports world on Tuesday. We'll get to that. And next, Draymond Green returns to the basketball court. The Kings were happy to see him. It's good stuff. We're just getting warmed up. Me, 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 me. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I am seriously loopy. I'm going to have to drink some more coffee. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, Burnt Pie and All. On our Facebook page, Jay, did you share it on our Facebook page? Jay's so happy that I was brave enough to share my epic baking fail. When was the last time you shared a photo of your epic baking fails? If I have, next one I have, I'll share. How close are we to 4,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel when you have to eat broccoli? We're getting there. What What a (laughs) great Christmas present that would be for me if you had to eat broccoli. I would be so happy. We might get there in time. We might. Especially with our next video coming up. Exactly. Okay, peeps, saddle up and ride. Let's go. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. (laughs) You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Back over to Paul. He's open. He'll take a three. No good. Sharich hustling to the rebound. Gets it. Finds GP2 over to Curry. Takes a dribble left. Fires away. It's up and no good. Rebound. Peyton in traffic. Took it down. Goes to the hardwood. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Tim Roy of the Golden State Warriors Radio Network. I looked at the score at halftime of this game. And was thinking, all right, do I need to listen to the second half on the radio as I'm driving into work? Uh, Well, good thing that I was paying attention because it was quite a turnaround, a tale of two halves between the Warriors and the Kings in Sacramento. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Golden State was up by 24 in this game, which, by the way, was part of the in-season tournament. But don't ask me to explain it because I have no idea. The only way that I can tell it's an in-season tournament game is because the courts are designed and painted completely differently. So, all right. The Warriors were up 24, and then they were up 5 with 59 seconds to go. But that was not the end of the story. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. 
Couple of fouls in that final minute. Malik Monk hit a three-pointer after Steph Curry turned the ball over. And then all of a sudden, the outcome wasn't quite so much a done deal. Here's a steal. Monk has it. He feeds Fox, eludes the defender, drives to the right, finds Herter, swings down to Malik, sidesteps the defender, launches for three. He hits the triple. It's a one-point game at 123, 122, 36 seconds to go. Fox from the logo, creeping forward. Now in two-point range, backs out, hooks a pass to Herter. Herter swings to the right side to Monk, attacks the baseline, jab step. Now he keeps the dribble alive, gets in the paint. Tough ball away, bank shot is good! Malik Monk somehow banks it home. 7.4 seconds to go. Gary Gerald, the great Gary Gerald with, what, 3,000-plus games under his belt, the longtime voice of the Sacramento Kings. The Golden State Warriors were up five with 59 seconds to go, but after a turnover and a three and then this bank shot from straight on by Monk, it was not real pretty. It banged in off the backboard, but it was effective, and so the Warriors get one last shot. 124, 123 Kings. Here's Curry. He'll try to get a shot off to win it. It's on the way. It's front rim short. The Sacramento Kings will advance in most dramatic fashion. It's 124, 123, and full blown late season pandemonium reigns at Golden One Center. Fans on their feet, waving the rally towels, savoring the moment after a most improbable, desperate step-back two-point shot from Malik Monk was banked home. And the Kings get the victory by one. Hell of a comeback for us. Got nothing really going right in that first half. They're playing super well. We know. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know, the stakes of this game, and for us to stick with it and pull it out, that's, that's huge for us. A fairly epic collapse by the Golden State Warriors, but credit the Sacramento Kings who outscore the visitors by 10 points in that final quarter and actually hold Golden State to 19 points. This was also the return of one Draymond Green, who was out there for 33 minutes, 
Had eight points. Scoring's not really his top priority. Six rebounds, three assists, a couple of blocks in there as well. Uh, and Steph Curry, who had 29 points. Clay Thompson had 20. Andrew Wiggins had 29 points. Um, but ultimately, in the fourth quarter, their shots fall woefully flat and short. And the Kings had a full head of steam. So you heard Kevin Herter on the Kings radio network. As for Steve Kerr, well, he welcomes back Draymond. But another game in which the Warriors can't close. We fouled quite a bit, and so they were shooting free throws a lot. And, um, you know, we had some some decent looks that we didn't knock down. But um, our guys hung tough. You know, they came back and took the lead, and then we went back up, I think, six. And um, just didn't get it done down the stretch. You got to, you know, down the stretch, you got you to take care of the ball. And um, we didn't do that. I think we all got to look ourselves in the mirror and figure out what we individually can do better, you know, in those deciding moments of a game better decisions you know better discipline to not foul all the little things that we know what you know impacts winning and that's the only way we're going to get out of this this little funk where you know you're playing hard and you have nothing to show for it Steph Curry after the comments from Steve Kerr It has been an issue for the Warriors. Now, last year, they couldn't win on the road at all. So that was really their downfall. One of the reasons why they barely made it into the playoffs. It's much earlier in the season now. But they're still below 500. They had a six-game losing skid earlier in the season, if I remember. Now, partly, Draymond Green leaving his team high and dry. They're not as good without him but they don't have the same killer instinct. And when Steph is drawing so much of the attention, and maybe he's not shooting the way that he's capable of, four of 12 from downtown in this game, Clay was only three of nine. They need to have another guy step up, so Andrew Wiggins does that. But the fouls and the turnovers, uh, turnovers generally tend to be the Achilles heel for the Golden State Warriors. 18 of them in this game. So just 10 for the Kings. Now, I could attempt to go into all of the ways that this affects the in-season tournament, but I'll just let you go ahead and check it out yourself. Uh, but know this, and, and I only know it because I read it. The Kings are in the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. Oh, my gosh. What a gimmick. Seriously, what's worse? I mean, this is a rhetorical question, but you can answer it if you want. What's worse putting a runner on second base in extra innings of baseball games in in the major leagues. We're not talking about little league here. We're talking about putting a runner on second base in the extra innings of a major league baseball game. Is that more gimmicky? Is that worse than the in-season tournament where they redecorate the courts and it's only on Tuesdays and Fridays and we have no idea what it means and no one really cares? Marco Belletti walked in at the most opportune time and can answer the question. What's the more childish gimmick? The extra runner on second base in Major League Baseball, which is just, I can't stand it. It makes me want to break out in hives. Hmm. Or this in-season tournament that nobody understands. Probably not even the players. Remember a couple years ago where there was a bunch of players who in the NFL who couldn't explain the overtime rules? 
I mean, that, that's pretty standard. That's, that's why a problem. They, well, that's why they explain it every single time a game goes into OT because yeah. Thank the, you, NFL, Donovan McNabb. Yeah, the NFL recognizes now that people just, they don't actually know the overtime rules, mm-hmm. which is why you get Jim Nance like outlining them every time a game goes into OT. So is it, is it the extra innings, which is stupid, or is it this in-season tournament that now you have to explain because people don't even know what's actually happening? That's the thing. They've done a poor job of trying to set this thing up, and they also have to do a better job of one thing they have to change for next year if this is still here. Um, you can't have it on Tuesday and Friday spaced out over like a month where some of the games count and then some of them don't, no, and then so back and, and it's back and forth. There's just too much. If you're going to have this, you have to – carve out a month where basically these are the games that you're going to play. You can't play Tuesday for in-season and then Wednesday a regular game and then Friday it's in-season. Like It confuses and people. And what about the poor facilities people who have to constantly change the court? Yeah, the court itself, I mean, I know what they were going for. It's just Do you? ugly. Yeah, I they just They it. just want to be different. Like, I'm actually, I'm not against the in-season tournament. I'm not. Because I do think in the general sense, what they're looking for is money and eyeballs. And let's be fair, on a Tuesday, random Tuesday night, you're going to get more people to watch some of these games if there's something involved. We don't even know what it is. Something, he said. Well, because we don't know what it is. Involved. We don't know what it is. We don't really know. Like, do you get a trophy? Do you? I know the players get money. That doesn't help us. I think they so, do get a trophy in Vegas. <laughs> so it's they have to do a better job of a couple things. One, keep it compact where it's actually just the in-season tournament mm-hmm. so we know what's going on at the time. Two, give us the rules a little bit better, and you got to change the point differential. I know that works in soccer. It does not work in the NBA. You can't have Andre Drummond going to the line up 32, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. You can't have that because the team's trying to really lay it on thick so that they can advance in the tournament. And then the games actually count in the standings, too, which is even weirder. So they're counting for the in-season tournament, but they're also counting in the regular season standings. So essentially you're just designating games that are part of an in-season tournament. They're not special. And I, I don't get the four. If you got three groups and only one wild card, you can't have like six teams tie at three and one, and then the point differential. I, you that, lost me. It, it's just I too much I going on. What you're talking That's about. I'm, I'm, so I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. They went three and one in tournament play. Correct. And they're eliminated. Correct. They won because there's only one wild card coming out of the entire conference. How do you even know any of this? I Makes didn't know no there sense. were wild cards in a tournament. Well, there's well, okay. th- there's three the groups point, yeah, the in each conference. So you got three group, uh, six group winners, and then two wild cards, one in the East and one in the West. Those are your eight teams that move into the quarterfinals. So you got to win your group, or you got to be the one wild card in your conference. And the only way to do that is to have the best record <laughs> and point differential. You lost so the us. Knicks win the point differential. You had me at hello. How did they? What did they beat? Seven other teams. Uh, yeah, right. Magic, yeah. the Nets. Yeah. I, there's a bunch of teams Marco, that finished three and one. Stop right. it! <laughs> bunch of teams. So it's it, yeah. there's too much. There's too much. There's a little bit too much minutia that goes on. But a I get. Bit. But I do understand the idea of like on a random, like I said, a random Tuesday, you'll get more people to watch this, and that's all that matters. That's all the NBA is looking for, and that's why you want to do it early. Like people were saying, well, why don't you do it late? Because in February, nobody's got anything else to watch. They don't care. Now they've got you. They know in November and December there's more going on, so they kind of take a back seat, so it allows them to get more eyeballs, which allows them to get more money. So I get the money grab. They just got to do a better job with it. And the other thing is you got to give us fans a reason to care because right now you haven't. You need to do a better job of we care about trophies. We care about the championship to have that. This doesn't care for that. 
then the winner has to get what an automatic playoff spot, a better draft pick, something to get the fan to trying care about not their to team. have my eyes roll back in my head right now. <laughs> There's got to be a reason, though. <laughs> no, There's got to be. I so agree. To give the fan that that's of their team, like if if you haven't won anything in a long time, and you go, we won the in season play in tournament. Okay, so what did that do? Nothing. Uh, nothing. Just a little bit extra money. Did it get? Yeah, but the fans don't see the money, so you got to give them a reason to truly, truly care. Eyeballs and money during the tournament, great. But then once it's over and there's a team that's standing, I don't care about a half a million dollars that went to a player. That doesn't do anything for me. And that doesn't do anything for any any fan that's out there. So you got to give the fans something. You can't give them money. So you got to give them (laughs) something that attaches to their favorite team. And the only two things that I can think of in that regard are draft picks and playoff spots. Those are the only I mean, two man, things that I could think of. I'm sorry, you lost me like 60 seconds ago, but I think you're brilliant. <laughs> I'm impressed that you know as much as you do. Good for you. I I, I just don't. I'm sorry, I don't care. Not about you. No, I love no, you dearly, no, again, but I just don't care. I Look, truly, I don't care about the in-season tournament either. But I do understand what the league is doing because it's anything to get more eyeballs and money. Okay, but works. mostly it's not working though, is it? I would say I, I would disagree. I think more people would watch last night's games on Tuesday night than would on a regular Tuesday in November. I if think they, more people if care. they even know, though. I think they did. I don't think they cared the whole time until it came down to the final thing, and it was who's in and who's out. Why? Because we're crazy sports fans. Like, who's in, who's out? How does it work? How does it, we don't know how. We don't understand it, but we know who goes. And huh. now we figured it out. All right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I would check the ratings on whatever, what, TNT, whatever, your local Sports game with Bally, whatever it is, I would think the ratings for Tuesday night's games were better than a random Tuesday in November. Hmm. All right. We'll Andre see. Drummond gets fouled when the Celtics are up 32 yeah, in the fourth quarter. That's yeah. great. Basketball. I don't think there's anyone still watching when the Celtics are up 32 in the fourth quarter. There's just no way that that's got people have already tuned into something else. There's so many entertainment options these days, but we'll see. As Marco points out, there could be a bump on a random Tuesday in the winter. Okay, on Twitter, After Hours CBS or A-Law Radio. Uh, Also on our Facebook page, you can vote for TD of the Week. You can send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. And if you have wedding questions, it's your last chance because we're doing our final Ask Amy Walks Down the Aisle video version. Also, wait until you hear how close we are to Jay eating broccoli. Oh, and Jay has to let us know about Survivor Island because I hear we have at least one winner. One island at least is down to a single survivor. So we're going to try to do that as well. Got a lot to do, plus Steve Largent coming up later on the show. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. What are you going to do? You're 1 in 10. Uh, what are you going to start? Feel sorry for yourself? Or you think something's going to magically fix everything? No. Um, you know, we lost a close football game today. Um, these games are winnable. Uh, that message doesn't fly when you're one in ten, but I know these games are winnable. I know we have the players and the coaches to do that. So we regroup and we get ready for this week. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. He's right. Frank is right in that there were a bunch of games that were winnable and the Panthers were just unable to close the deal. And part of that is because you have a rookie quarterback who granted came from a winning program at Alabama, 
But I don't know that he was ready to be on the field. Even as the overall number one draft pick, maybe they didn't do him any favors by putting him on the field in week one. But also a group of veterans that are kind of pieced together, a mishmash, if you will, guys who haven't played together before. It's not magic. You don't snap your fingers and all of a sudden everything comes together. Now we have seen C.J. Stroud as well as D'Amico Ryans, both rookie head coach and quarterback, who've been able to capture a formula that works for them. That's rare. It, it doesn't always go that way. Uh, and if you think about the fact that very often rookie quarterbacks are drafted and starting for teams that stink, well, that's another part of the problem. So, yeah, the Houston Texans situation is the aberration, not the rule. And funny enough, the Panthers' only win came against the Texans this year. Uh, so the, the Texans are... You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. More prepared I do love what they've done on defense. The Panthers, they are just trying to get through this first season and get their quarterback acclimated, get him some reps. But think about who their receivers are and what they've had happen along the way in terms of their roster. So it's just a lot to ask. And, of course, Frank Reich already fired. He's the third coach fired in season by Panthers owner David Tepper since he took over the team, which is astounding. That right now is his impact on his franchise. And someone asked him about patience. About patience. And as a $20 billion net worth, an owner who, and I don't know who the most, I would I would maybe guess Jerry Jones, but I don't know who the richest owner is in the NFL. I just know that David Tepper is the second richest. He's worth nearly $21 billion. And he says, this is actually not how I normally run my businesses. I do have patience. I'm just not, <laughs> my reputation away from this game 
is one for extreme patience. You know, there's no reason why that doesn't, you know, come here too. It does. Now, that patience comes with good performance and things that you want to see progress be made on in different aspects. David Tepper didn't actually explain specifically why he decided to fire Frank Reich. He really didn't answer questions specifically about the coaching change. But he defends his track record in business by saying that he does have patience when it's warranted because of progress or forward momentum. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. It was a theme, if you saw this David Tepper press conference on Tuesday, that he really did not give straight answers to most of the questions. Uh, He stuttered around a little bit. The one area that he did respond to and actually answer the questions that were posed to him was about Bryce Young. Now, the, the reports... Certainly a lot of speculation, but there were some legitimate reports going back to uh, those days when the Panthers traded up for the number one pick with the Bears and the secret around who they would draft. Remember, we didn't know for the longest time who the Panthers were going to take at the number one overall spot. And he says that ultimately they did come to an agreement about who they would take at that number one spot, knowing they needed a quarterback, kind of going back and forth. But ultimately, he says there was consensus. Those decisions were made. And in the case of Bryce, it was almost, I believe it was unanimous decision on the coaches and the, and the scouts and very strong opinions at the time. Strong opinions that Bryce Young is the guy they should be drafting for their team, their franchise, the star of their show, hitch the wagon to his star. And he may very well still be a long-term solution. I don't know if it's in Carolina. A lot of times you throw these rookies out there before they're ready and you do more damage than good. Part of the reason he ultimately hired Frank Reich. Now, he wanted Ben Johnson of Detroit, but he settled, quote-unquote, on Frank Reich is because he was a quarterback in the NFL. He had success as both a quarterback's coach and an offensive coordinator with the Eagles. Clearly, Carson Wentz and Nick Foles, their, their greatest career success was with Philadelphia when they were working with Frank Reich. And so that's why... But maybe Bryce Young isn't ready. He looks so little, and he looks like a kid out there. And, and I know that's not, a, that's not great expert analysis, but just the eye test. He looks like a child among men out there on the field. We do have some other uh, younger, slight quarterbacks, but he reminds me of Zach Wilson sometimes, looking kind of lost. He's just not ready yet to read the defenses, and they're coming at him so fast, he's not prepared. He probably shouldn't be out there. And then you consider C.J. Stroud and how much more advanced he is, and yeah, David Tepper says they obviously considered C.J. as well. Originally, we were going to go to the number two pick, and and, uh, we thought we'd get C.J. because we thought the Texans were going to pick Bryce. And listen, we preferred Bryce. He was our number one pick. We had a lot of conviction. Um, But... uh, It's just not the way the process was done. The process was done the way the process was done. What does that mean exactly? The process was done the way the process 
was done. But he does say until they traded up, they thought they were getting CJ. Oh, man, what a difference one or two decisions can make in the course of your entire business. But he says they were in agreement on Bryce, and ultimately they were thrilled to have him. How do you attract a coach, though, and and instill any confidence that he's going to have your patience and and job security or at least the time that he needs to get the job done? Because now in the last year and a half, including interims, there have been four different head coaches in his locker room. If we were, everything was perfect, it wouldn't be the case. And everything was good, it wouldn't be the case. So it's not as if it's not known out there reasons and you know that will be something for people to decide just generally speaking and not here but and not that this matters because this is here but you know in other aspects of my life we have people for 20 30 years that work for me nobody ever leaves me trying to make things better is what you always try to do um obviously that record's not good enough um you know there's no hiding it it is what it is like everything in this sport everything's left on the field you everybody knows what is every week um, that record's that record. And like I said, it's not good enough. We're going to self-reflect and make it better. Self-reflect. Such a trend. It's very trendy to self-reflect. I don't know if it gets better before it gets worse, though. You just ripped another coaching staff out of the locker room. And while you do have a special teams coach that at least comes from inside your locker room, that guy's never coached before. Now, maybe this goes like Rich Bisaccia with the, well, he's with the Packers now, but it goes like Rich Bisaccia did with the Raiders uh, a year and a half ago. But I, don't, I can't imagine that they aren't feeling completely demoralized and frustrated inside that locker room with the fact that they can never find any consistency. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.